You've been listening to amazing music here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up next, JM Sunday with Matis Weingast here at NahumSiegel.com.
Good morning, everyone, and welcome to JM Sunday right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'm your host, Matis Weingast. It's the 13th of January, the 7th of Shvat, and we are here with you and glad that you could be here with us on this fine Sunday morning in our area, wherever it is around the world in your area. It is, uh, wow, there are snow showers. That's what was predicted, and that's what we have. 26 degrees outside, morning snow showers should uh, give way to cloudy skies with a high of 32 degrees later today. Going down tonight, back to 23 degrees cold overnight. In Jerusalem right now, it's 50 degrees and partly cloudy, going down to a low of 41 degrees later. We are here with you if you're studying Dafyomi, it's Hulin Mem Zion 47, as uh, it's now under a year until the Siam. Um, next year, next January. Very, very exciting. If you uh, want to send us any information or make any requests, we'll try to do the requests if we can. We have a packed show this morning. Uh, but you can always uh, send a message on the app. That's a great way of doing things, the uh, Nachum Siegel Network app, NSN app. Or you can go to our Facebook page, JM Sunday. You can send me an email, Matis at NachumSiegel.com, M-A-T-T-E-S at NachumSiegel.com. So what's happening today? Uh, music, of course. At 7.30, Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Then uh, a uh, last-minute edition at 7.45. Uh, I'll be speaking to uh, Lauren Yelenkovich, who I've had on here before. She's an American soprano singer. And we'll be talking about what's new in her career, the latest in her career. There will not be news from Israel today. Uh, Hannah Julian is off. At 8.15, I will be joined on the air by the Talisman. And uh, that should be a very, very exciting discussion. I'm looking forward to that. Nassan Epstein is the Talisman. And uh, we'll be talking about what he does and what makes his uh, his work uh, unique. He, uh, he is uh, someone that can restring your Talisim, any minhug you want. Uh, get your talisim clean, do shul presentations. He does a lot, and it'll be very fascinating, I believe, to have a discussion with him about uh, about his work. So the talisman coming up at 8.15. And as I said, music in between. Great program, of course, continues all day long on the network with the encore presentations at, uh, at 11 o'clock with host Avrami. That's the live lunch encore and uh, a Saturday night seagull encore from last night at 1 o'clock today. That's all Eastern Time uh, here on the network. You can uh, just keep it tuned in and you don't have to worry about what time it is. You'll just be listening all day long. Uh, 
All right, we're going to get to the music, uh, starting off with uh, Benny Friedman with Ivdu. Thanks again for joining us, everyone, here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. No, 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 no,
Before that, Avraham Freed, Kolachai, ABD, and uh, Benny Friedman opened up our song segment at the top of the hour here. It is uh, just about 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time in our studios in our neck of the woods, wherever it is by you. 
That is the time that you're listening to us. Snow showers going on. Actually, snow flurries pretty much over, it looks like, in our area. Uh, but uh, it's going to continue around the area for about another hour or so. And the uh, high today is expected to be 32 degrees and cloudy throughout the day, going down to 23 degrees uh, tonight. Glad you could join us this morning on the 13th of January, 7th of Shvat. Really appreciate it. It's always good to be here on the uh, Nachum Siegel Network and uh, have you join us. It's spectacular. Coming up in just a few seconds, Rabbi Goldwasser, and uh, he'll be here with Morning Chizuk. There won't be any news from Israel today. Uh, Kana Julian has the morning off. At about a quarter to eight, uh, I'll be joined on the phone by uh, Lauren Yelenkovich, an American soprano who's been on the show many times before. We'll talk about what's going on in her career. And uh, coming up at 8.15, the talisman, Nassanel Epstein, will join us, and uh, he'll talk about his unique work uh, in uh, in terms of tying talis and tzitzis and um, and repairing and replacing and cleaning and, and providing talisim and um, and tzitzis for those who want. It should be a very interesting conversation. We'll talk about what makes his work a bit unique and how he does it. So that's our show for this morning. And of course, we're here till 9 o'clock playing music in between and uh, the programming continues on the network all day long. Right now, it is time for Rabbi David Gowasser, Rabbi Gowasser's words, L'zecha nishmas Rav Zev, Rabbi Yosef Alevi, and L'zecha nishmas Esther, Bas Rabbi Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. We learn in Shmuel Beis that Klal Yisrael was defeated by the Plishtim. The Plishtim captured the Aaron. But there were a lot of plagues that came to the Plishtim during the seven months which they had the Aaron. They decided to return it. They brought the Aaron to the fields of Beis Shemesh. The people of Keryas Yarim were very honored to have the Aaron. It remained with them for years. When the Plishtim attacked, Dovr HaMelech then defeated them. He went to Keryas Yarim to bring back the Aaron Elohim to Yerushalayim. There it says that David and all of Klai Yisrael were rejoicing before Hashem with all kinds of wood instruments, with drums and timbrels and cymbals. When the entourage reached Goran Nachon, the land was level, but the oxen caused the Aaron to move from its place. Uzzah, who was among those that were guiding the wagon, was afraid that the Aaron was going to fall, so he put out his hand to hold on to it. But he should not have worried, because the Aaron was no C.S. Noisov. It carried those who carried it. Uzzah was punished on the spot. Why? Because only a lack of Amuna would make Uzzah think that the Aaron would indeed fall. When David HaMelech saw this, he was afraid the Kedush of the Aaron was so great that it would be impossible for the people to handle it properly. So he decided not to bring the Aaron to Yerushalayim. Instead, he brought the Aaron to the house of Ovid Edom, where it remained for three months. During that time, something very special happened. David HaMelech was told that Hashem had blessed the house of Ovid Edom and everything that he had because of the Aaron Elohim. The Gemara tells us, what was this blessing? 
Rabbi Yehuda ben Zvida says, it refers to Chamos, the wife of Ovid Adom, and her eight daughters-in-law. Each one gave birth to six children at one time. So great is the bracha that we all have from the Torah. It enriches our lives. It blesses our house with all that we need, materially and spiritually. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizuk. Have a nice day. If do if do as Hashem b'simcha, oh oh oh
Sometimes it makes me sad, but sometimes it makes me happy. Israel has no friends in the world. The Holy Land, the only people of Israel are all alone. But you know what we have, Israel.
8.13 in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matis Weingast with you. Thank you for joining me this morning. It is always a pleasure to uh, have you uh, have you all with me. And uh, we are here. Of course, it's 8.13, 8.14 now, Eastern Time, where we are here in the United States. And uh, kind of, well, the snow flurries have just about ended, it seems. A little dusting of snow on the ground for this... Uh, for this day, it's going to be cloudy the rest of the day here in our area. The uh, high is going up to uh, 32 degrees and dipping down to 23 degrees tonight. In Jerusalem right now, 50 degrees, partly cloudy, going down to a low of 41 degrees. Great programming continues, of course, on the network all day long. Encore presentation with host Avrami at 11 o'clock. And uh, host Avrami has Saturday Night Seagull, uh, the encore from last night, at 1 o'clock all Eastern time, and then great music throughout the day. So thanks for uh, you know, keeping it tuned to the network. Just keep it on all day all day long. Before, um, before this last song, we heard Amiram Devir. We heard um, from, uh, what was in the last half hour, we heard Shlomo Kabach, Udi Davidi, Rabbi Baruch Chait, Ephraim Mendelssohn, and Shal Shelas. And uh, we just heard from Kesher, and there are two reasons that I played that. One is... Uh, Due to the fact that the Lenny Solomon's birthday was just the other day, so we want to wish him a happy birthday. And uh, the other reason is that uh, there is a connection between Lenny Solomon and our guest, who is uh, going to be joining us in just a few seconds. Uh, and it gives me great pleasure to welcome to these airwaves the talisman, otherwise known as Nassanel Epstein. Nassanel Epstein, good morning and welcome to JM Sunday. Good morning, Matis. Thank you for joining me this morning. It's a very exciting uh, interview. I, I, I hope it'll be a very exciting interview. When we spoke uh, the other day, uh, I was quite fascinated with what you had to tell us. Uh, basically, as the talisman, what is it that you do? Um, that's a great question. Um, one of the things I do is um, tie fitness. Um so people bring me their talus that has their tithes are black or they're yellow or they're not in the best uh, halachic condition, and they want me to take them off and put on new tithes. Right. Now, th- it's interesting because when you mention that about the color, people will tend to wear, let's say, let's say even a, a, a regular talus that they wear in the morning for davening or on Shabbos morning, uh, People get attached to the particular talus. Maybe they've had it since their bar mitzvah. If they wore it, uh, you know, start wearing it at bar mitzvah, like many Sephardim do, uh, or when they get married, uh, and they'll wear them for a very long time, and they'll fade over time. We would never do that with clothes, but I guess uh, now there's that attachment. Are are people afraid to to get their Talisim uh, dry cleaned because they're afraid that tzitzis will get ruined? Is that a, a fear? Some people are just attached to their talus. It just means a lot to them, and they don't want to. They don't want to buy a new one. Right. So it's but, important to keep it up then, and to always check for the kashrus of it, if you will. A hundred percent. The Mishnah Bura actually brings down that, that when you wake up in the morning, when you put your talus katan on, you're supposed to check it before you make the bracha. And that also goes to your talus guzzle. When you get to shul, either when you pack it up with your tillin, you could check it then, and that goes for the morning, or in the morning before you put it on. Before you make the bracha, you're always supposed to check 
tendency to make a bracha letala. Something could go wrong. You sit down in the chair. Something always happens with sitsis. If you drag over on the floor, something happens in their puzzle. Right. You never know. Is is there an assumption to it, like in some other areas of, of halacha, that if the tzitzes were kosher yesterday, they're okay today? Um, yeah. So the Mishnah Baruch does bring down that if you have a Shabbos talus, and after Shabbos you checked it and you put it in the bag, then the chazaka goes all the way till next Shabbos if you never used it during the week. Right. And then, because you can't fix it on Shabbos, even if you find, if you find something wrong, you can't fix it. You just have to wear something else. Right, that, that's something else. Yeah, if it's puzzle or, or adjusting a knot, anything like that, you cannot do on Shabbos itself. Right. So you decided to get into this, uh, well, it's now become a business, but beforehand it was almost a hobby and it's a, a labor of love, if you will, from what I understand you. How did you get into this uh, idea that you were going to become an expert on not just tying tzitzes the way many people are used to seeing tzitzes, and we'll get into the different minhagim, but all the different uh, types of tzitzes minhagim that are out there. What made you start this? So that's an excellent question. And um, the answer really is I didn't decide. Um, everything is from Hashem, everything is the Shmaya. And the story goes that I was eight years old, and my father, who is the role of the community over here in Cherry Hill, um, was leading a trip to Israel um, to inspire a bunch of people on the group. Um, and one guy, and so one, on the trip, they went to the, as scheduled, they went to the Tchelas factory. And one person on the trip was very inspired, and he told my father he wants to get a Talas, and he's going to start wearing it, and he and he wants to get Tchelas too. And my father, so they bought Tchelas in the factory, they got a Talas in Meisharim, and the only thing was that the the Talos already had sitzes on, white sitzes, and didn't have tzitzes. Right. And I came home, and he said, I'm gonna, I was eight years old, he said, I'm going to show you, we're going to tie sitzes tonight. And, he, and we took off the white sitzes, and we tied on the tzitzes. We did it at Ashkenaz, 7, 8, 11, 13, nothing fancy. And then I, I thought it was really cool. And that was the first time I ever tied sitzes when I was eight. Then a few years later, after my bar mitzvah, my father called me over in shul, and he showed me the, our shul's um, weekly paper called the Newslink, with all the information and announcements and models of. And he showed, and he pointed to this to this area on the sheet that said, oh, um, "New gemachs in Cherry Hill." <laughs> and I look at it, and, and one of the listings was "Tzitzis tying gemach by Nisan Alevsky." <laughs> so I never really had a choice, and I just looked at my father, and he's like, "Yep, you're doing this." I said, "Okay." And by the kiddish, people already came over and said, "You tie tzitzis." I said, yeah, and then, and then slowly it was a gamma for a bunch of years until I uh, until later when I went to Yeshiva, then, uh, then I started doing it as business. Right. Now, you know, people, I think most people, you'd agree, take it for granted that when they want a pair of tzitzis, which we're referring to when we say tzitzis, we usually mean the uh, the small garment that one wears daily, uh, usually under their clothes or over the clothes for some, as opposed to a talus, which is usually the bigger prayer shawl that people wear in shul or when they're davening, where, wherever they're davening. So I think most people, you'd agree, take it for granted that they go into a store, they buy a talus or tzitzes, it, everything is tied, they you know, maybe take a quick look to make sure nothing is, has uh, un, unraveled at all, and that's what they, that's what they use. Uh, but but the focus that you have is is definitely different because 
as you've you told me, there are something like what twenty seven different customs on how, how to tie tzitzis. It, 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 am I correct in that number? So I don't know. The number might not be exactly um, correct, but there are a lot out there. there are a lot of, <laughs> definitely in the twenties. Yeah, you include the chelas, it's a lot, and then Ashkenazim, Svartim, and then Chassidim. Many different Chassidim have different based off of so that makes it. Right. Now, now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm not trying to minimize this in any way, God forbid, but the Torah says, if you're wearing a four-cornered garment, basically, put on tzitzis with your four strings. It doesn't say anything about how to tie them, how to you know, put them together. You don't even theoretically have to wear um, tzitzis, but we've accepted the minhag, the custom, of actually wearing a garment that needs tzitzis in order to fulfill the mitzvah. So it's like a multiplication of them and hug him to get to which stitches to wear. Uh, it, it, it must be fascinating to to learn uh, the reasoning, if there is reasoning, behind many of these different men hug him. Uh, did you have to... Uh, well, I'm sure you've learned them. Is there any particular one or two that stand out that are are particularly of interest as to why they're tied a certain way? So, um, the Mishnaburah um, answers your question, and the, the Holy Chavis Chaim says that that um, it's all to beautify Hashem. It, it's, it's to beautify the Mitzvah. Zach Kelly the Unveil. Right. And going a step back, first of all, um, you said that there is um, four strings. So, Gemara Menachos actually brings down to Machlokas, Beishama, Beishilil, how many strings you have to have, and Beishilil holds three, I think. Um, but no one does that. No one has three now. Right. So it's a strings you're supposed to have. On top of that, as from the Gemara Menachos and the Shulchan Aruch brings down the Alacha, Midoraisa, you only need one knot. The Rambam, and if you look at, at Rambam Sitzis, anyone that wears Tchelas tied Rambam or Timanim, they only have one knot. Right. Double knot. They only have one knot on that touches the corner on the knot. So Midoraisa, you only need one knot. After that, um, as the Rashi on Parsha Shlach on Vayomer, which we say three times a day, Rashi explains when it says, Zechartem is Komitsas Hashem, so Rashi says, Shemenian Gematria, Shel Tzitzis, Sheshmeos, the Gematria is 600, Vishmona Chutim and eight strings, Vichamisha Kshorim, and five knots for a Taryag, that's 613. So the, the Ramban doesn't like this shot at all, and the Sisa Chaman explains that it doesn't mean, there's a big problem with this Rashi that what, that that the that Sitzis in the Torah is missing one has one yod and it's five hundred and ninety. Right. So so how is Rashi saying that it's six hundred thirteen? And the Sitzis Chacham answers that Rashi is saying this idea from the Mishnah Brura that what that the, the Chazal took the idea of Sitzis and it, and the Torah teaches us it Hashem to remind us of all the other hundred and twelve mitzvahs. So Chazal said we're going to make a situation we're we're going to we're going to throw another. And we're going to have five knots, and we're going to have eight strings, and all together, that's going to remind us of the missile. Now, how do you, when you look at Arizal, you look at Chabad Tzitzis, it's different, and Swarty Tzitzis is different. Um, according to um, Rosh Lomo Malchol, used to tie Yud Kei Vav Kei, not 7, 8, 11, 13. Hmm. So there's many different men hugging, but that's all how to remember the and how to honor our chef. So that's what's going on with all these different men hugging. Um, Bells or Hasidim tie a little bit different than Chabad, and 
based off of the Arizal, and it's it's similar, but it's very different. So it's all how do you under, how do you beautify the mitzvah and remember all the mitzvahs of Hashem? All right, so it is just as as you said, an amazing mitzvah to remind us of every other mitzvah and. So when uh, let me ask you a question. <laughs> There's so many questions here. It's just fascinating. Can a person uh, stick? Does a person have to stick to one custom? I mean, usually when we have minhagim, we, we we stick to a, a minhag, a certain minhag, whether it's something on Pesach or whatever it else may be. Does somebody have to stick to the same minhag for tzitzis? Could they, in theory, wear one tying of a knot on one way of tying on on their their uh, tzitzis, another one on their talis. Uh, can they change it? Uh, is that um, that's an excellent question? Um, normally, we say by minhagim, it, it's always better to, to have one minhag. Right. Is what I, but you could change your minhag unless, for a certain, if you're if you're on the level of Steinberg, that's all who wore many different pairs, and you yeah. don't know what somebody's doing that, then you, then it's, for a Steinberg that was okay. But for most people, right. You should pick one. And so it, it happens to be when you bring that up. Rabovadia Yosef brings down in, in Yalkut Yosef that um, Thomas Vardim have a minog to do 7, 8, 11, 13 on, on, on one of their, on either the Talas Katan or vice versa, and then on the other, do Yud Kevavke. So some Vardim do both. But it's still the Swarti Chulios, the way that it's tied to Swarti Minog, just the numbers filing around are a little bit different. Right. Now, I would assume that you definitely cannot. Have no pun intended. You definitely cannot have different ways of tying on the same pair of tzitzis or talus. So that goes back to what I, what I said before that, as Mishnah Brewer brings down, that it's, it's all honors. That's why we we have this inter, intricate tying, and it's all to honor them. So right. in theory, you could you could do that, but I, I wouldn't think it's it's not recommended. It's probably not. It's not Mahudur. It's not the best way to fulfill the mitzvah. Would you be Yotze? Probably. I actually have a demo pair with four different minhagim tied on one on each corner. Um, but uh, so is it a problem? Is it awesome? Probably not. But is that the right? Is that beautifying the mitzvah? Is that probably not awesome? Interesting. Because it, it seems that from what you're saying, that the idea, and, and by the way, the talisman is with us here on JM Sunday, Nisana Lepstein. Uh, and, and I want to make sure people know how to how to reach you, uh, they can reach you in a number of different ways. One of the ways is the talisman, T-A, excuse me, L-L-I-S-M-A-N, at gmail.com. And you also have a website, thetalisman.com. Uh, so when it comes to the, these minhagim, though, and since, like you said, they are for the, you know, beautifying the mitzvot and our respect to Hashem, as opposed to a, quote, right or wrong. And again, I use the idea on Pesach. Some people will not eat a certain food because um, they feel that uh, it could lead to, it may not be chametz, but it could lead to having something as chametz, or it's very similar. We know kidney is, for instance. But here it seems that anybody's way of tying, any legitimate minhag that somebody has for tying, is for beautifying the mitzvah and reminding us about the mitzvah, not a question of right or wrong. Am I correct about that? Yes. Yeah. So there's so there's no uh, if somebody decides uh, they want to pick like you said a Belzim minhag or a Chabad minhag or some other minhag or one of the other many mitzvahs uh, uh, minhagim, it it would not be seen as a question of oh this one is right and that one is wrong and I would never you know use those. It's really all how they've interpreted 
the 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 reminding or or what the purpose of having tzitzis is in the first place. A hundred percent, and I, I would make it, the case much simpler. If you go away, if you go here for Shabbos and there's a, and you go to a Sephardi shul, or you or you go to Chabad, or you go to a different shul, you go to a Yemenite shul, and you forgot your talis at home, right. and that's the talis the shul has, then you should put on that talis and make a bracha on it, cause, and not say, oh, it's not my minog, so I'm not going to get the mitzvah today. I'm going to dive without a talis and shul. Fascinating. Very interesting. Unlike other mitzvahs, which you know may not have that same uh, that same attribute. Very interesting. Uh, you probably get requests from around the world for people to take care of their tzitzis and um, to do them uniquely. Um, again, I mentioned before, you know, people go to stores, but they can go to your store and and they can ask for a particular minhug, which they may not be able to get elsewhere. And I think that is what makes one of the things that makes your uh, your business unique. Uh, what are some of the unusual type of things you've had? For instance, where's the most uh, unusual? Or you're based in New Jersey. Where's the where's the most unusual place where you've had a request from someone for a talus or a tzitzis? So that would be Costa Rica. Costa Rica and South America. And how did that come about? Um, I was traveling in the airport and I had a lot of tzitzis on me. Uh-huh. And came over to me and stopped me and he's like, why do you have so much tzitzis? And he's like, and I said, oh, I actually have a business. Here's my card. And he's like, oh, I have a talus in Costa Rica. I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> I need some work. Wow. And, and was that a request to put on a, a specific type of minhug or it's just a talus that he had that meant something to him that he wanted to make sure it was okay? So the community of Costa Rica is mainly Ashkenaz. So it's... Uh, yeah. Fixing up his, his house. Interesting. In general, in South America, do you know, is it Ashkenaz Minhagim? Or I thought, probably erroneously, that South America would be more Sfired Minhagim. So it, it depends It depends where, which area. But I think the community in, in uh, Costa Rica was from Poland. The ah. Polish fled from the Holocaust and settled there. So it's more Ashkenaz. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm sure you've heard stories of people, we touched on it before, who probably have a talus that, like I said, maybe they started wearing it when they were bar mitzvah or they were given it or at their wedding and it's many years old or, or it was their uh, father's talus, perhaps, or grandfather's talus. I'm sure you've had stories like that also. Yes. So I have, I have had all. Um, I, I, there's a guy that came over to me and said, I've been wearing this talus for my bar mitzvah. And I wanted you to dry clean it. And I, and I said, I could put on nicer tzitzis. These, these tzitzis are really old. He's like, no, no, lots of me. I said, I said, you want to, you want to beautify the mitzvah. You're standing in front of the melach. You're, you go in front, you're going in front of the king. You want to have something that shines. You want to look presentable. He's like, no, this means a lot to me. I want to continue davening in this. I just want you to clean it, get dry clean it as much as you can. So that, that was one guy. Then another guy, um, um, sent over to me his, his father's talus to be restored. And he davened with his father's weekday talus and Shabbos talus, and the silver was um, falling off. Some of the links, the uh-huh. stitches came out. That's one of the things we, we, we repair by the talisman, is repairing, um, restitching a tarot oh. and uh, putting on a tarot, so changing out the satin or uh, having a unique color made. I recently made a gray tarot for somebody, mm. or a black one also. So um, custom, customized ataros are coming out. So this guy wanted the links, he wanted the satin switched out and put new white satin in the back, put on the, the silver, put on new sitsis, fixed up the rick, wrist, 
And, then, and if you do it like that, if you put more into the talus, then you're beautifying the mitzvah. But if your talus is black or it's bright yellow, one time I was in a shul where the, the chazan of the shul was davening, and, uh, and I was like, oh, this guy is sorry, I see the white stripes. The whole thing was yellow except the stripes were white. That was the only thing that was white. So I, I went over to this guy after. He's like, oh, I'll think about it. This talus means a lot to me. And I always think about, about the, these people that, that if you're going in front of the president or if you're going in front of the mayor or you're going in front of the governor or even the chief of police, somebody that's cautious, somebody important in your eyes that you have respect, that you would not, that you would not show up in shorts, you would not show up in pajamas, you put on some nice clothes, you would not, you'd feel a little bit embarrassed to wear like a yellow um, um, piece of clothes or black or something that, that was dirty, had a hole, had tears. You, you really feel uncomfortable. Right. Yet some people go in front of the melech every morning and, uh, and, 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 and aren't as presentable as they could be, and it really blows my mind that this is a mitzvah. And on top of that, when it comes to Esther, when it comes to people spend thousands of dollars, people spend a lot of money on matzah, on, right. on, on, on lulav, on all other deoraisas, and yet this, this is a deoraisa. It's 100% a deoraisa. People spend thousands of dollars on filling. Right. People spend a lot of money on bags and, and leather and embroidering and suede bags and all this. But then when it comes to the talus or a pair of tits, oh, it's under my shirt. Nobody sees. <laughs> well, Hashem could see right through your shirt. Right. That's such a good point that you make. For some reason, gets forgotten a little bit. Right. That's important. Wow. That, that's a, it's such an amazing concept. And you're 100% correct because you just, everybody can relate to that. They'll, they, either their own sits and talus or they see somebody in shul. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it, there may be black stripes on the talus, but they weren't originally there as black stripes. <laughs> it's from years of use. And I mean, thank God people are using them, obviously. But you're right. One doesn't, doesn't really think about that. That's amazing. Now, so, when we, I'm sorry, go ahead. Um, so that's one of the things I'm starting to do is go around to shuls and, and, and help people fulfill the mitzvah in a better fashion. Right. I mean, Sofer, uh, Sofer will come around and Elul will come around Eastern, and and that's also not getting new children or getting your children checked. It's not always on people's minds. And that's, and that's when I come along and I found a number of people, their talus was puzzle. It was right. 100% not kosher and they were dominating it with it for years and they didn't even know. And I want to say that if you... If you look at your tzitzit and where the not where the tzitzit go through the corner, there's a hole. If one of those strings by the first knot split, then your talus is not kosher. It's a very common um, problem that, that there's a split right there. Even and a guy, this is a funny story. So I go over to a guy and I tell him like, your talus isn't so kosher. I can I'll be happy to help you with it after Shabbos. And he looks at me and he says, well the other three, well the other three tzitzits are kosher. <laughs> It doesn't work by majority. So, uh, so, so that's something I want to reiterate is to be very careful. If you happen to see that your tzitzis is split, the string right by the corner, as the Mishnah Brua and the Shofanar bring that down, it's a very common problem. I'll be happy to help you, anyone that has that. Or if you have that and you, you have a different talus, you should start wearing your other talus until you get that fixed or get a new talus because you're not, you might not, you're not, you're not getting the mitzvah. It's right. It's up to Hashem to... So if you were wearing that for a long time, Hashem decides if what happened before that. But now when you realize and you know, now it's your it's your, it's your, it's your, your obligation to take it off and put on a different belt. Right. And obviously if you have a question, you know, you ask somebody competent like yourself or you ask a, a Rav, but uh, if if you find it, it, it it's it's 
far better, or as a matter of fact, I guess you would say it's ob- obligatory, that if you find that your tzitzis you're wearing a puzzle uh, and are not fit anymore, to remove the garment, you shouldn't be wearing it because uh, if you wear the garment that has to have tzitzis, the tzitzis have to be kosher. If they're not kosher, you shouldn't be wearing the garment just because you feel you're supposed to be putting on a a a you know piece of clothing. It's not the clothing. The clothing is only holding the tzitzis. A hundred percent, and yeah. I want to re- I want to say that point stronger that it's not that you're not getting the mitzvah of tzitzis. You're getting an avera because because the Torah says you can't wear a four corner garment. So right. So right. it's more than not just doing a mitzvah. You're actually the transgression. It would be a sin. Absolutely. So to daven and shul and get a lot of other mitzvahs while you're getting a sin. While you're to, doing something that's not that's not appropriate right. to be wearing. Absolutely, hundred percent. The talisman is with us, Nisanal Epstein who's uh, an expert in all the different men hug him uh, of, of tying of tying tzitzis. And uh, your website is thetalisman.com, T-A-L-L-I-S-M-A-N.com. You also have a WhatsApp uh, number. Should I give that out as a WhatsApp connection? Sure. That's uh, 856-745-9566. And you were very kind enough to mention something that uh, I'm going to to say now, a uh, a promo for anybody who's listening to JM Sunday. Between um, For the next week, between today and the 19th, if um, you go to the website and you place an order and put in the promo code JM Sunday, which will be, that link will be up a little bit later on today, you said, uh, you get 10% off all orders. So we appreciate your... Uh, doing that for our um, for our listeners, uh, and that is at the website thetalisman.com, dot t a l l i s m a n. Let's talk uh, for a moment about uh, techelas because it's become a very practical topic in many years. Uh, a number of um, individuals over the last uh, I don't know twenty thirty years, if it's that long, um, have. Uh, apparently found what is uh, considered the the um the 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 uh, the dye through uh through what through their uh discoveries uh and now there are many people who are using that from um the organization Psil Tchelas to have what they feel is Tchelas on their talus i i have it on mine as a matter of fact i have the rambam uh, version that you mentioned the tying of it uh, it, it must be fascinating to you, somebody who's so knowledgeable on tzitzis, to have something that um, quite possibly we haven't had for 2,000 years and is part of the original mitzvah of wearing tzitzis when you have to wear them. Uh, it, it must be a, a fascinating concept. So it is a... It is a huge, it's a very fascinating concept um, of the rediscovery and all that, and um, I highly recommend anyone who um, out there who has not, and if you have, it might be a good idea to do Chazara and watch it again, but this documentary came out when Dafiomi was learning Tarekat Tchelas by uh, Kol Moran Media, um, and um, called It's Not Black and White, mm-hmm. it was actually created by, um, by Pesach Pro and Son-in-Law, mm-hmm. um, and it's a fascinating documentary. It's really well done. And they interview a number, a number of Gedolim and prominent Bonim, um on the topic. And they also talk about the historical aspect of where did Tchelas go? 
Right. We we have Mata still, you know, we have we have Estrogan, we have Lula, we well, what happened to Tzela? So the simple answer to that is that um, the the certain governments, the Roman government, um, it was a royal color um, to wear Tzela. Blue was a royal color, and Jews were wearing were wearing uh, blue in their tzitzis, and the governments did not like that, so they outlawed it. Anyone that was caught wearing blue would uh, would be killed, and so. Um, slowly, the the Mesora, the tradition of the Tchelas, the, the the dye of the blood of the Chilazon, as the Gemara says, um, was forgotten. Slowly, after it, it um, after it was outlawed, wasn't something that the Rabbanim felt that you should you should risk um, and do and get killed because uh, at the, the, the opening Mishnah in Hatchelas um, in Minacho says that. Um, that, like you see today, that that it, it doesn't make it doesn't withhold you from getting mitzvah. Right. Many people not wear tefillahs today. If you only have white, or if you have all blue, still getting the mitzvah. So that that's the historical aspect of where it went. Um, then there's two. Where did where did where did the, the color go? Now there's two types of tefillahs. There's the ratziner tefillahs, and there's the psil tefillahs. There's the tchelas they have today. The Ratziner Hasidim still wear that that tchelas, and some Breslov or Hasidim also wear that tchelas as well. Um, so the Ratziner Rabbi, Gershon Hanach Liner, um, he so he went on a mission to find the tchelas. He actually wrote a three-part sefer called Hat um, called um, Hat Tchelas, mm-hmm. and um, he decided that. It's a Doraisa, and I'm going to do research. And he went to Italy for for a long time and searched in the aquarium over there. And he came to the conclusion that the that um, I think it was the cuttlefish was the right, um, based off a lot of rayas, was the right um, dye, was the right blood to extract, and that is the right tefillah. Um, a lot of Gedolim at the time were already done that, disproved that, and uh, most people today, if you ask them, do not wear that tchelas, except Ratziner Hasidim and some Brazil Hasidim. And then around uh, around 20, 30 years ago, when still tchelas, um, when the snail was discovered, so a lot of Gedolim um, um, jumped on. Rofersh Roshachter of Yu Shlita, he, he wears it. Rafael Pizatel, the, the head of the OU. He's, he's, and then Rashiva of Sadas, uh, he, he wore tchelas. Um, there, are, there are many other Gedolim that do wear tchelas. That where is the snail tchelas? On the right. other hand, there, there there are a lot of other gedolim that are that are opposed to it, and that really goes down to if you ask me what somebody do, they should do whatever their rebbe or their rav does. That's what you should do. Right. The concept of mistoro, you have to have tradition. Right. And one of the, the things are just because it was discovered, and it's so clear, and there's five proofs in the Gemara, in the Bavli, in the Babylonian Talmud, and then one in the Medrash. Um, even if with all that, if for hundreds of years, and in the time of the Gemara, and the Zilna Gon, and the Chavetz Chaim, and, and earlier, they didn't wear tefillahs, and I can't start changing something new. I can't just do something because, oh, someone found it. If my father didn't do it, and his father didn't do it, and right. his father didn't do it, then it wouldn't be appropriate until all of Das Torah, all the Gedolim, all the head rabbis of our generation, all say, this is the thing to do, this is what you should do, and right. this is the tefillahs. Until then, 
for their raw. Right, of course, uh, and that should be in, you know in in general. But uh, there's um, uh, if you do wear it, there's nothing wrong with it because. If I understand correctly, scissors could really be any color, couldn't they? I mean, they don't have to be right. white. Uh, so actually, actually, um, the the shochan it's a halacha in shochan that the tzitzis are supposed to be the same color as the talit. Uh huh. And so, um, so basically, that means if you have a black talit, then your strings, your tzitzis should be black. Right. But the um, the Ramah writes for Ashkenazim that that are always white. And that's our minog, and you, you don't find anyone today having different colors to this. Um, Other than anyone, the tachelas, I would say anyone Jewish. They actually uh, right. messy, actually have like rainbow tzitzis. Yeah, there are there are different different colors there. But by the way, yeah. do you ever receive any unusual talis? And I mean unusual, like, and, and I'm not I'm not saying whether you know it's proper or whether it's the best thing. But ever ever have. A talus come that has something on it. Um, I don't know a design, uh, something unusual, really unusual. So I, I haven't received anything by order, but I, I was davening at the coastal, and then uh, it, it hit. I saw it at the corner of my eye a tourist davening over there with the talus with the Yankee emblem. Oh wow! Okay, so that that already that already is kosher, right? I mean. That, yeah, I, so, something the, I, I've seen. I've seen Rangers talisim and Yankees talisim. Again, I'm not getting into the you know what what somebody should do or not do on that. That's well, that's for a different. That's up to them. Thing more unique than that was I was at a Pesach hotel a number of years ago, and on Cholamot I saw a guy dominating with a, with a matzah design talisim. Right, I've seen something like that. I mean, look if it, it, again the the from from the Torah, it's if you're wearing a garment that has four corners on it you have to or 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 more you have to put on scissors so if somebody has a uh, a shirt or or something that is four cornered and it happens to be a yankee shirt let's say they would have to put scissors on it so it's the the question really is do you do you go to begin with and order a talus that has that on there but again that's up to you know other other people um so your services that you provide uh you if somebody says, I would like a specific type of minhug, or if they ask you to suggest a minhug or something like that, that is uh, something quite unique to what you offer, that you will um, customize the talus, basically, or the tzitzis. Um, but you also have a full range of services that people can see on your website in terms of, uh, like we said, the dry cleaning of tzitzis, uh, restoring so, them, uh, things like that. I- um, not everything's on the website right now. Right now, just the minhagim. Okay. Uh, and and going further will be will be everything else. The dry cleaning, um, um, the tailoring. Actually, I have someone named the, the from seamstress that works for me, <laughs> an expert at um, doing everything with sewing. Um, and then and then the other things that that are incorporated in the talisman, um, the, everything else, the talisman that you can order, stuff like that. All that will be coming to the. To the website in right. the future. Right now, it's just um, just the minhugging. You can pick out which minhug you want. If you want to add chelas, you want Swarti, you want chabad, you want breslov, you want sefer achinah, whatever. All the the shitas. Right. Uh, since, of course, wearing of tzitzis is a is a mitzvah that is thousands of years old. Uh, when we look at historical aspects of uh, a mitzvah, they're they're fascinating. Also, you told me something off the air. A story which I, I, if you don't mind telling, 
and and we'll end with that. You said that you took a trip to Auschwitz. Uh, please tell us about that and how it related to the work you do with Tzitzis. So I went um, on a. It wasn't just Auschwitz. I went on a, an incredible Benazmanim trip um, after um, in between Yeshiva and Pesach, and I went to Poland and Lithuania with a bunch of Yeshiva guys. And the last, on the last part of the trip was going to Auschwitz, the last uh, afternoon of the trip. And around, and we're, as we were going around, um, so there's a lot of exhibits over there, um, and it, it's now like a museum. They made it into more of a museum. And I went up, we went into these rooms, and I looked closer, and there's a glass window. And I went, looked all the way up, and I was blown away that there was a table, this glass sealed in this room, with 30 telescopes spread out on this table. And I was just blown away that for many different um, thoughts hit me that these telescopes are just locked up over here in Auschwitz, in Poland. Nobody will ever dive in with them again. And then I thought about all the people that, that were Moster Nefesh and brought them in and dove in with them or, or tried to dive in with them. And just said, "No, we're not. We're not going to give up. This, this is the mitzvah, and we're going to do it." And it, it, it meant so much to me that people would would bring in and would, would do such a, would do something like that. And then I started looking closer. I saw some had silver, um, some some had the Hasidic stripes, some had the regular Ashkenaz stripes. Um, and then I, and then I looked and then I, I looked closer and noticed that everything was Ashkenaz. All of the all of the custom, the minhag was Ashkenaz. I'm like, of course, it's not going to be Sparty. This right. is all. Um, and one of the most meaningful things that I did was I took my tissus that I tied myself and held it up to the window and took a picture and I said, I said, Hitler, there's a yeet in Cherry Hill that still ties tissus. He didn't win. Wow. And, and I took all those pictures that I took and I made a collage out of it and I hung it up on the wall right on top of my desk where I tied tissus. And I think of that periodically when I'm tying tissus that Baruch Hashem we're, we have the, we're in the United States, and, and it's the Medina Shal Chesed, and we're, we're free to do mitzvahs, this beautiful Del Rey stuff. And um, there are, are talismans in the world that are locked up, and nobody could ever make a bracha on or covenant. And I have the opportunity of helping all Jews all around the world use their talismans, and they will daven with it, and they will use it, and that should be. And wow. that's what I think of all the time that. that um, heartfelt moment in Auschwitz. Amazing, amazing. Nassana Lepstein, the talisman, thank you so much for joining us today. I mentioned, by the way, the right before the interview, the connection as to why I played Kesher. The second reason was uh, that uh, I think you and Lenny Solomon are r- related a bit, right? Your cousins? Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. so Lenny's, Lenny's a great guy. We we love his music that he has put together, and, uh, you know, it's good to it's good to speak to a relative of his. Uh I appreciate that. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us here on the air. Uh, and we look forward to speaking to you again. All right. Thank you so much for this opportunity. You're welcome. Take care. The talisman, Nassanel Epstein, you can reach him by uh, checking on WhatsApp. He has a WhatsApp number of 856 you can go to the talisman.com, T H E T A L L I S M A N dot com. Uh, you can send him an email at the talisman at gmail.com. Thank you for that very insightful 
discussion, a lot of uh, information there. Much appreciated. We're going to hit one uh, song before the end of the show, and then uh, we'll wrap up in just a minute. Here is Lipa on JM Sunday. Breathe. Oh, my feelings, the core of my emotions. It's in every 
Lipa with Beat of My Heart as we uh, get set to end up today's show here on JM Sunday. My thanks to uh, Nisana Lepstein, the talisman, for joining us on the air to talk about Talisim and Tzitzis. His uh, website is thetalisman.com, T-A-L-L-T-H-E-T-A-L-L-I-S-M-A-N. And if you use the promo code JM Sunday, uh, you'll get 10% off your order this week. Uh, he said that'll be set up sometime uh, later today, so you can check on that. Great programming continues all day long here on the network, and uh, Nachum will be back tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m., with the JM and the AM, and then that's followed by the Israel Show with Mayor Weingarten, and great programming all day long on the Nachum Siegel Network. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Uh, we'll see you next week right here on JM Sunday on the Nachum Siegel Network. You've been listening to Matis Weingast and JM Sunday on NahumSiegel.com right here at the Nahum Siegel Network.